Welcome to Android App Addicts number 582. In this episode, Dora and Josh discuss several apps and a few other nonsensical topics. Enjoy. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Android App Addicts, episode 582. This is a podcast brought to the people, by the people, for the people. No journalistic crud going on here. No, we're just talking about things because it makes our sponsors happy. We are just normal people. Thanks to people like Daniel Thornley for supporting us throughout these years. He's been a longtime Patreon supporter, first started back in October 2017. Uh, Speaking of people, normal people, Kind of. We're also joined this week by Josh. How's everything going, man? Good. Yeah, I was wondering when you were doing your your intro, brought to you by normal people. I, I mean, you might be the most normal out of the three of us, and whoa, that's not saying much. I'm doing well, Dor. Yeah, just uh, living the life. It's been a while. I've missed hanging out with you guys, but it's also a blessing that I'm here and Ivor's not. So don't mm. don't have to deal with him. That's cool. Well, he didn't believe me. I told him, look. In early January, I got the Rona. About three weeks later, Josh came down with the Rona. I said, watch, Ivor, in about three weeks, you're getting it. Oh, three weeks later, he's down with the Rona. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to say he's down with the sickness and start to sing or anything, but um, he sounded like he was doing okay. He was just busy. Uh, Had to pull kid duty today so he couldn't be here. Yeah. Understandable. Well, as much as I jest, we miss you, Ivor. Oh, yeah. Miss bouncing stuff off of him. Uh, and I will say, I did get a comment on um, his um, rugby hat that he sent me, where a guy asked asked me if it was some, like, Arizona like, <laughs> softball league or something. And I was like, no, this is the New Zealand rugby team sent to me by an actual New Zealander. And then they started talking about softball, and I'm like, check, please. <laughs> I need a new hat, Ivor. Mine, I've worn it every day since I got one. That was like two years ago. At least a year ago, yeah, because I've beaten the crap out of mine. Yeah, so, yeah, I've had uh, a lot of people that have said, asked me about it, or are you from New Zealand? And So it's pretty much the only reason anyone ever wants to talk to me. I understand. I have the same uh, problem is what I'm going to say. Um, there really is no uh, new Android news per se. Do you have any, any new Android in your life, Josh? You know what? I don't, Dor. I'm, yeah, I do not. That's okay. I'll just put it like this. If the guy who wants to do us a sponsorship deal comes through, we will all be getting new phones. The only question is when kind of thing, uh, because the only reason we would do a sponsorship is because like my phone is, uh, it's not old, but it's already getting crusty. I know Josh hasn't had a new shiny phone in a little bit. And I know Ivor's itching all over because he hasn't gotten a new phone in like three weeks. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yes. I know I'm, I'm actually, I've been pretty happy with this phone, but I think I'm, Almost ready to to move on. It's starting to annoy me a bit, and like to get away from Huawei. But I'm still I'm still looking at at getting a an older Google Pixel and putting a different OS on it. I seem to be the one I'm looking at is Graphene OS, and it seems to be the only phones that it really supports are Google Pixel phones. 
Gotcha. Yeah, I want to say my wife got a Pixel 5a maybe uh, two months ago. I, and I know she got it. She paid for it new. She wouldn't go to swap it and buy it. And she got it literally off of Amazon. I want to say it was still like about 400 to $500. She's not complaining about it. So that's how I say she's happy with it. Well, that's the Canadian version, right? Something like that, yeah. Because I've been looking at the Canadian 3, the 3A. A. A. And up here, it looks like it's a minimum of about 200 bucks to 30 And I, I don't really... I don't necessarily have that right now to spend on a project. I absolutely understand, man. Um, so yeah, we all just you know, do what we can kind of thing. Um, now see in the Android like hardware news cycle, there's really nothing new. Um, and, um, Google still swearing that their pixel six pro numbers are doing really good. There's a lot of speculation on the pixel seven, uh, when that's going to happen, what that's going to look like. Um, we have the Motorola dongle, and we have somebody else put out another uh, similar dongle in the same vein. Neither of them seem, like, great. Uh, they all seem like they're very overpriced for what they can do. So um, I'm just, like, patiently waiting for there to be something exciting to happen here with the Android hardware. I will say, um, I have noticed one thing. I did buy my wife the newest Android TV slash Chromecast, whatever you want to call it. Um, and the one thing I will say, I will give a compliment about that hardware is it is the only streaming media device I've seen that doesn't just show you icons for services, but actually shows you deep links. Like right next to one another, you'll see a image to and a link to some Amazon content, like some, some Amazon show or series. Right next to it, you'll see a link to a Tubi show right next to that you'll see a, a link to a netflix series where every other um streaming device i've ever seen all it will tell you is here's netflix click it to see netflix content you can't see any actual content until you go to that provider so i honestly like the fact that the android tv slash chromecast mixes the content up right there in the same interface for you um the, it, it does not deep search or deep link inside plex that's the only shortcoming i'll say that it has we have a, an old, what is it, uh, Amazon TV, Fire Stick, I guess it is. And it does the deep searching, but in a search. So if you do search, it'll show you, it'll go through Netflix and Amazon Prime and all the other ones that we don't have. So that's that's quite a nice feature, but I'm tired of that thing as well. Right, yeah, I, I'll tell you, I don't really touch it. The wife uses it quite frequently. And I think she honestly likes the fact that once she boots it up, she can, like, it knows her, so it knows if there's a new episode of this that's only there, available on Paramount Plus, it puts it right there. So she can single-click and uh, start to watch her shows kind of thing. So do you, do you have, like, a cable package, or are you a la carte, all that stuff? No, I mean, we, me, and, like, three people I know, four people I know, share logins to where we pay for Netflix you know, they have different accounts on our Netflix. So all together in our house, we have access to Amazon, Netflix, Paramount Plus, HBO Max, Disney Plus. Um, I know there's at least one more in there uh, because she is like content crazy. Um, and the amount of content that she has available to her is like insane. Uh, too much. Can't, not going to argue that. Paralysis by choice. Well, yeah. So like every now and then I'll see like on the front screen airheads. And I'm like, oh, writing that one down. So I've got to watch that one. Because, you know, that's just a good classic movie. Brendan Fraser 
Adam Sandler, and there was at least one or m- more. Was Buscemi in it? I think he was. Was David Spade there, in that as well? Uh, if he was, it was not like one of those mean kind of characters, is what I'll say. Have you noticed at all an increase in in price or an increase in scarcity of phones in general? I know that you know that because of supply chain issues, it's hard to get a car or a truck or whatever. So, have you noticed anything like that in hardware? I I really haven't, and the only reason I think I haven't is because the phones are like so they're literally tent poling the entire processor. Uh, industry that you know the entire hardware industry is being propped up by phone demands phone usage um so i don't see anybody saying that they're low on phones or out of phones um so i i just gotta believe a because they don't use as much as like a car or a big infrastructure like that but also because they're so common you know i mean when they print a phone they literally print like 10 million phones it seems like and it's i guess it's probably right near the the supply the supply anyway you know like the you're not shipping out components to germany to make a bmw or to ireland to make a raspberry pi you're just making the phone yeah. in china right next to the yeah i'll borrow a ellen musk type terminology i think they're much more vertically integrated than a lot of other industries to to where you don't have to reach far if you are meeting making phones the guy making the screens is like right across the street right the guy making the ranch chips is right in the backyard kind of thing so you never have to go far for it plus it makes you sound like a vc douche when you say stuff like that so that's good hey i'm at least good at something that's right. what is that what what is it called the do you know what it's called the the way that like the u.s manufacturing work it, it's like basically a Order to spec, not order to spec, but basically you just have enough components on hand to do what you're building now, but not the next round. Yeah, it's like a just-in-time inventory. That's right, just-in-time. And the only reason I know that is because I spent a couple of years coding an inventory application to where we had, and we didn't, we, and it was useless until we had a year's worth of data. Once we had a year's worth of data, then we could say last year, during the month of April, this is what we saw. So then what we were able to do even better was when we got two years of data, we could say, well, two years ago in this April, we used this much. Last year, we used that much. So let's take the difference and let's expand it. So if it was a 10% drop, I would expect another 10% drop. If it was a 10% gain, we would expect another 10% gain because we were able to take that history into thing. Our um, just-in-time policy, quite literally, we would get stuff um, shipped in and once we got the inventory in stock, the first thing we had to do was count it to make sure it was accurate, but then go in stock and count what we had in stock. And so many times we would go to in stock and there would literally be one. And it's like the easiest audit ever. One. Done. Okay. Now now we can now we can keep going. What uh, what did you code it in? No, this was in old what's called X Base, uh, which was a hybrid be- between uh, classic Fox Pro for DOS and when Fo- uh, Fox Pro got purchased by Microsoft, Right in the middle, they used a thing called XBase, which was both DOS compliant code, but also Windows compliant code. I've never used it again in my life, and I never will. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, there's one link I want to bring in that's not exactly Android related, and it's one of these operating system things I just want to make sure I have in the notes so I know to keep an eye on it real quick. Um, it's called Luma Fusion. Um, and it's come and it's out by a company called Luma Touch. 
Um, they don't do a great job of explaining it on the website is what I'm going to say. Uh, and what it says on the website is like literally less than two paragraphs worth of content. It says development of Luma Fusion on Android and Chrome OS is underway. This is a exciting expansion for Luma Touch. We're looking forward to offering Luma Fusion to even more editors. Details about supporting Android and Chrome OS devices is generally available. Features and other details will be made available in the coming months. For updates about Luma Fusion on Android and Chrome OS, sign up for the Android Chrome OS application. Um, this was, if, if I'm not mistaken, this was a like extremely advanced video editor that they were basically touting will basically, I don't want to say overtake um, a lot of the, the uh, future um, video editing needs. But I will say when you click on the top link products and go to LumaFusion and look at that screen, that literally looks more advanced than video editors on desktops from like five years ago. Um, so this is the kind of thing I just want to make sure I have in the notes so I can make sure I'm aware of it when it actually goes full-blown production and everyone is touting about how great it is in like a year from now. So I want to make sure that I am ready for it when it loads up to be, just because I know moving forward, the likelihood of me doing less video is probably not going to happen. If anything, I'm going to probably end up doing more video. So if I can do it on the go, I'm going to be a little bit happier. And this is the kind of application, few applications like need a tablet to really be fully functional and usable. This is a kind of application that might actually help tablet adoption is the way I'll put it. And it's, it is a full blown app, but it looks like it, it's only available for iOS. Like it says that it's the Apple app of the year. And then uh, as a video maker, best products 2021. So it must just be yeah. a port to Android that, that they're well, I on. wouldn't call it a, I wouldn't call it a port because if it was a port, I think they could have already had it done. But this was an award-winning Apple video editor that they are working on for Chrome OS and for Android. So hopefully it's just as good as what I'll say. Cool. Yeah, it looks looks good. I think it would be pretty annoying to try to use on a phone. But you're right. Tab I'm, tablet might be perfect. I'm sure there are people out there that would use it on a phone. I don't think I'm one of them. Yeah, well, I mean, you're not a... I hate to break it to your door, but you're not an influencer. So you, Nor do I have a hair bun. But you do wear skinny jeans. Um, not, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> just because I look good in them doesn't mean you have to make fun of them. Yeah, they're not actually skinny jeans. They just look like they're skinny jeans. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh no comment. I think no that, yeah, this would be probably perfect for one of those people that is making videos all the time to be able to quickly edit it on their on their phone and then upload it to the Snapchat or whatever the kids are playing these days. <laughs> yeah. I was over my father-in-law's house today. You know, he's 70, whatever. I don't know. He's old, put it that way. Um, and him and his wife turned to my 16 year old and 13 year old and said, Hey, did you see that thing on Facebook? And they both look at him and look at me. What? And there, and then he has, so you, you both use Facebook, right? And my youngest just said, no, and I never will. <laughs> and my oldest says, no, I haven't used Facebook in a while. And and then he was like, so what do you use? He says, nothing. I just talk to people. <laughs> <laughs> Matt just looked at my wife and she was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so, like he doesn't understand yet, really the only people that really, in air quote, use Facebook are old people or people who communicate with old people. Right. Or people that are using it for marketing, 
That's a big one too. Uh, well, see, even then I wouldn't use it. I would use tools that would use it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it has to be at least an arm's reach away at all times. My social media is called IRL. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I would see, see news wise, there was, I couldn't find really anything worth mentioning, even speculative things, uh, partially because we're getting into the lull of the year. Google IO should be happening in about three months. So between now and then, a lot of developers and stuff, they're not going to put stuff on hold, but they're going to slow down, expecting they're going to have to basically redo all of their stuff come May, May, May or June. Um, so do you have any app-related content you think is worth it? I do. I'm, I should have checked our app list because I'm not sure what okay. I brought. But maybe just shut me down if, uh, if you've heard this same old tale before. This this is a, a fun little game called Gumslinger, hmm. and it has 80,854 reviews. It's by Ida Take under Action, 3.9 average reviews. Last updated January 6, 2020, 276 megs, 5,000,000-plus installs, version 2.3.1. It says in-app purchase of $0.99 cents to $29.99. And it's just a uh, physics-based shoot 'em up, like a duel. I didn't, I didn't make it too far, but it's uh, it was quite entertaining. So you're just sort of a a jelly cowboy, and you have the same same actions as what you would expect. Uh, I don't know. I guess Gumby in a duel. Yeah, this is not the interface I was expecting to see. This is much more 3D, much more like filled i was expecting something closer to like you know old school 2d you know the avatar is only like you know a spec kind of thing size i was shocked at the size of the uh characters no it's actually it's a it's a pretty nice looking pretty nice looking game it's actually a really nice looking game oh and it is a winner of google play indie games festival 2021 cool uh do you did you watch the video yeah yeah yeah, yeah it took me a second to get it up and running but yeah so yeah, it was uh, it's a good way to to waste a few minutes. Well, we all know that is useful. Speaking of which, um, I figured out well that I'm saying um a lot, but I figured out that uh, Polytopia is my BB10. Polytopia, that was the one where everything was in clouds except for you, and then you had to like expand and explore and up, yeah, yeah, upgrade. Yeah. Oh yeah. I had to, uh, after like a week or so, I just had to un uninstall that game. No, no, no. Because it, it, I had the Tetris effect with that game. Um, the Tetris effect is when you're not playing the game, but your mind is literally seeing aspects <laughs> of the game, the real world kind of thing. And I had this, I had to bow out. I'm like, no, 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 done. Yeah, done. it's crazy, man. They've gotten a couple dollars from me. Yeah, I, I've only done in-app purchases with a couple apps, and I did, I think, two with that. And I said, yeah, this is not going to become less of a thing. I think it's going to become more of a thing. So I like, I like ran away from it. Um, this does not end well. <laughs> no, well not, n- not from a bank account. Um, now really quick tangent. Um, I was talking to a good friend in Texas and we were talking about the steam deck. Steam deck is a handheld gaming system that I personally believe is going to be pretty successful. Not going to say crazy successful, but it's going to be pretty successful. starts out at 400 bucks. And I was talking to him and I said, yeah, I really don't have the money to buy that kind of thing. And he was like, well, I understand, blah, 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 blah. That I was talking to the wife and we were just talking. I said, yeah, and I, we were talking about this game system. And I told him how I really didn't have the money. And she just turned to me with a 
like a mean detective. What do you mean you don't have the money? You have the money. Go buy the damn thing. So <laughs> yes, that's going to be taken. Yes. So that's going to be taken at least a little bit of my game time up in the future is what I'm going to say. Um, yes, ma'am. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and the real reason I think it's going to take my, some of my game time is because this will be the launching of a game console. It's going to have the most games available at launch time than any other console in the history of gaming. Pause break. It's going to have more games available at launch than every other major game console library combined. So, yeah, you know, if there's a game you can think of, it's going to probably be playable on that system. And you'll be able to hook up to a hub and a big TV, blah, 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 blah. Okay. And it's because it's, uh, it's every game on the Steam network. Is that the Steam platform? Well, Gabe said, my goal is to have every game playable. Might not play great, but every game at least playable. So he literally has real people going through each game, testing it on the hardware. And if it does not meet standards, they're literally sending communications to game developers, telling them what they need to do to make it playable. So, you know, in air quotes, they're doing their part kind of thing. Um, okay. Now that tangent's over. This tangent, uh, I typically never want... I, trying to go out of my way to not bring apps that have in-app purchases and ads because it just drives me absolutely bonkers to do so. But this was the kind of app I saw, and there's little doubt in my mind of the people out there who love RGBing their keyboard, their laptop, their desktop, their bike tires, their house door, the people who just cannot stop putting RGB lights everywhere will absolutely be in love with this app. Um, it is called Chroma Keyboard RGB and Emoji Keyboard Themes by Loopsie SRL uh, under personalization. 177,000 reviews, E for everyone's. Again, it does contain ads. It does have in-app purchases. Completely free to download. Um, 3.4 average reviews. Um, updated June 7th, 2020. 38 megs in size, 5 million plus installs. Current version Helium 5.1.1 requires 6.0 Android NUP. Again, content rating E for everyone. In-app purchases anywhere from 99 cents to $39. I have no idea what the in-app purchases even are. I ran it. It seemed to run fine. Uh, and because it's a calendar, here's where you, user, have to stop and think. Uh, there, I mean, uh, a keyboard. There is nothing you can install on Android that is going to have more access to your personally identifiable information than a keyboard. Okay, period. Nothing will have more access to your information. So now you have to make a decision. This one's access to your calendar, your storage, your contacts, your identity, your Wi-Fi connection, your phone, your photos, your media files, your device ID, your call information, and basically everything else, including draw over other apps, which is another huge security possibilities be able to put it but if you're a huge fan of having rainbow rgb type stuff or just incredibly colorful keyboard overlays uh it's kind of hard to not pick an app like this is the way i'll put it not according to the reviews <laughs> it seems pretty easy to not pick it well i'm pretty sure those are people who literally just hate in-app purchases uh 90 of the ones i've read they basically just said you know they didn't like it well one of the second one on there says that it was a paywall of 15 bucks which seems a bit excessive I don't know how there's a paywall. I loaded it up, and I can't find a single instance where it wants me to pay money. I like the first one, though. It says, I'm typing this review on SwiftKey for a reason. <laughs> mm. Yeah, maybe it's a time thing. Maybe after a month or so, it's going to start plugging me for money. I, I don't know. So I don't understand what's the uh, – What? tell me about it. Like there, I see there's lots of colors, but 
That's it. That that's basically it. You can choose nothing more, nothing less. Really? You just change the color of your keyboard, or uh, you can change the color of your keyboard, change the color of your keys, or and make it dynamically change color based upon the application that you're in. It will basically look at the color of the application and match the color scheme, and that's basically all of it. That's uh, there's nothing else it can do that I can find that's different than any other keyboard. But there's RGP people out there. I don't know if you've met them, Josh. They don't care. They just want colorful RGB everywhere they go. Yeah, I don't think that I have, but I don't have many friends, so that's probably why. It says RGB and emoji keyboard themes. Yeah, I don't understand that either, because every keyboard I've ever used, if you type the word party in, right next to the spell check, it will have like a noisemaker or a party hat or something right there. Every keyboard I've used has that, so I don't know. I will not be installing this one, Dora. That's okay. I mean, you look, I do have an app for you. That wasn't the one. Okay. Um, let's see what I've got here. Okay, this one is interesting, and now might be the time to try to use it. But I've been into crypto space quite heavily, as you've commented on before, for the last while. And I thought this was a pretty, pretty uh, good, or pretty interesting app. It's called Steppen, S-T-E-P-N. And it's by Steppen, and it's under health and fitness. It was updated February 16th, 2022, 117 megs in size, 10,000 plus installs, current version 0.4.2, requires Android 5 and up. It doesn't say in-app purchases, installs 10,000 plus, but to get it, to actually use it, it's a quite a, a big in-app purchase because you need to buy an nft so you buy a pair of sneakers which are like just from the screenshot here one of the pairs is 4.45 soul which now is like 80 dollars at the time when i downloaded it it was about 150 dollars so i mean you're looking at 600 dollars for a pair of nft sneakers but then as far as i understand it you get paid crypto by exercising so the the more you walk the more the more crypto you earn or gsts i don't know what that is and nfts so maybe it's not actually cryptocurrencies but nfts so it's quite an interesting take on on a health and fitness app gotcha i mean you know, I understand why all these companies, all these people, all these organizations always go towards the health thing, partially because health people are like the extreme political people. They're not fans. They're fanatics. You know I mean, they take things to the nth degree. And I do think there's a lot of um, health people out there who also want to make sure other people know just how dedicated they are to their health activity. Um, and to be honest, there's almost no better way than to spend, you know, 80 bucks or whatever money on digital sneakers and say, see, see, huh, huh, that's how dedicated I am. Uh, the simple fact that if there is any way to get any money back out just by performing health activities, you know, then how are they going to stop me from tying it to a, a dog that won't stop running back and forth all day because the dog has mental problems? I'm just saying. I, I, my like, sister-in-law has a couple of them. Yeah, they're not very smart. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. I'm but, not yeah. sure about all of those details. I just like the the concept of right. Well, I like the experimentation that goes with it because here's the whole thing: when Bitcoin first was thing, people really didn't understand 
how it would be used, when it would be used, how it could be used, why it would be used, any of those things. They just did it. With the NFTs, I still don't think we have a real clear idea of where they're going to end up. You know, I've got a pretty good idea, I think. What... Well, then invest now. Well, I don't think... It's, it's tough with NFTs because the useful ones aren't minted yet. You know, I think that they'll be... It'll sort of be like a certificate of authenticity that you would get when you send in a baseball card to get graded. Something like that to where instead of receiving this piece of paper that says this is your card back and it's authentic and it's a gem mint 10 or you know it's pretty nerdy but it'll be an nft which proves proves that or an nft nft that proves that those are genuine air jordans right stuff like that like tied to tangible items now i mean it's like one of the the early nfts the crypto punks Sold for like 20 million bucks for a little, looks like it could have been playing it on Atari. Gotcha. I think my kid drew it. Okay. Um, what I'm going to bring next, hopefully it will come through the chat correctly. There's two different links. Whenever I know for a fact it's available on F-Droid and it's available on Google Play, I'm going to try to make sure both links are available in the notes. Uh, this app is for you, Josh. Uh, this app is, I think, pronounced Hikar, uh, which is like Hiker, H-I-K-A-R. From Nick Whittlegee, White Whittle Whittle <laughs> under Maps and Navigation, E for Everyone, completely free, no in-app ads, no in-app purchases, uh, no real like. There's reviews, but apparently there's not a lot of reviews. Um, updated September 30th, 2019, 60 megs in size, 500 plus installs. Current version 031 requires uh 4.2 Android up, so this can be loaded on incredibly old hardware. Again, content rating E for Everyone. Permissions, this is definitely going to need some permissions, locations, photo, story, uh, photo storage, camera, and other. And here's the reason why it needs some of those. is basically this is a augmented reality application that will show you on your camera via like maps kind of thing where are hiking trails or where are walking trails. And it will show you um, this is a friendly trail. This is a like rougher trail. And then this is a trail that might be dangerous because either A, flying golf balls, psychotic dogs walk here or something, those kind of things. Um, and I know you actually do some actual real world hiking. So this is the kind of thing, even if you walk just in the parks or you know, through the burbs kind of thing, I think this app could be useful. Um, being up in the middle of the woods where there's probably more bears and moose than human beings, I'm not sure how helpful this app will be. Honestly. It seems similar to... You brought one about biking, I think, a couple of shows ago. Is it similar to that? Yeah, that's why I get the impression. That one was definitely pedal bike focused and pedal trail focused. This seems more like walking path or hiker focused. It's open source as well. Well, it's available on F-Droid. I don't know if there's ever anything available on F-Droid that is not open. I don't think so. Yeah, so while this might not be your perfect application you can use every day, I do think this is the kind of app when you go visit a place or a person, you might be able to load this app up and see some cool information. Well, this guy's got a, a couple other apps as well. Ah, gotcha. Open Trail and Map the Paths. Hmm. Well, this guy's a hiker. Absolutely, yeah. Well, his name is Nick Whiteleg. Yeah, there you go. Cool. This is a, another game. It is called Last Day on Earth Survival. It has 
four million three hundred and sixty nine thousand eight hundred and nineteen reviews. That's by, a couple, yeah. By Kiefer under action rated teen, so keep your little kids away. And of those over four million reviews, it has an average of four point three. Last updated February seventeenth, twenty twenty two. Hundred million plus installs. Current version one point one eight point no, that's not that's not the proper way to say number store. One point eighteen point thirteen requires Android five and up, and then it, the content reading is teen for for violence and blood. Uh, in app purchase of ninety nine cents to two forty nine. I don't even I don't know what those are, but this is just a you wake up, don't know what's happening. Uh, and this isn't the game I thought it was. <laughs> Never mind. This looks pretty fun though. I want to say I do remember seeing this game before. Um, I brought something like I, this before. Yeah, because it you know top down three quarters view like some you know classic games kind of thing, but it's definitely a survivalist kind of thing where you have to. Uh, there's a lot of crafting involved, crafting, exploring, and like mining, cutting down earth kind of thing, cutting down trees. Yeah, and this looks. I think I did start to play this. I, uh, the one I was trying to find was a different one that I had downloaded where it was this, a similar view, but it was less graphics, more more. you find a car, and then it just says disassemble the car, and you get the junk from that, and then you have to build stuff from it. So similar in that way. But I don't know, I don't know why this one even shows up in, in my apps. Don't know. <laughs> Okay. I, well. I will say it, the apps list seems about as um, flaky as a buyer on Craigslist. <laughs> is the way that I put it. Uh, where it seems like stuff just appears there, even though I swear I didn't install it. Okay, yeah. Um, the next. Oh, sorry. Dark. The next. Oh, if you don't mind, I, act I don't mind. I actually found I found the one that that I was <laughs> that I actually did play for okay. a little bit. Gotcha. And it's it's called Day R Survival Lone Survivor. And so this one is only has 640,712 reviews by TLT Games Role Playing has an average of 4.5. And so, yeah, you basically just have to follow a map and then go and search in places and, and then fight whatever comes up and pillage what you can to survive. It's actually quite, quite intensive. Ah, and well, I, I like the very first line. Of the um, uh, app, it's very timely, is what I would say. Uh, in 1985, the USR collapsed before an unknown enemy. Well, it wasn't the Ukraine because it didn't exist yet. Oh, but I digress. Um, okay, so let's take a look at this video here on the App Store. I will say, yeah, Russia being in the news, literally, they, uh, today is the day where they literally finally invaded the... I didn't want to say the Ukraine because it's not the Ukraine, it's Ukraine. Um, I think one of my coworkers um, put in his two weeks notice last week. And asked, why did you put your notice in? He says, I am Ukrainian. I have to hurry up and get home. Well, he, he wasn't fast enough. Wow. Because I'm pretty sure he's not going to be able to get in his home country. Um, this is a pretty good looking app, I will say. Um, I'm not sure about the RPG elements of it, but I will say I do like when a game has, you know, presentable goals in front of you so you can upgrade or level up to do other things. I will say the guy's gear definitely in the video goes from like, you know, sheets to actual armor, armor. Yeah, it's it's interesting that you can get involved with it. But then again, it's just like everything else. It's just a time sink. Oh, I know all about that. Yeah. Um, 
The app I'm going to bring, I will just say, is completely different. Uh, sorry, and that is because this is not an Android application. Um, I will say, uh, those of us who actually think there is some validity to caring about privacy, caring about anonymity, caring about where your data goes, caring about where your data comes from, I do think that uh, KaiOS will eventually become a mature ecosystem to where you won't have to rely on Android, aka Google, or iOS, aka Apple. There will actually be something in the middle that will give you at least some semblance of an, an app ecosystem. No, shut up. Um, <laughs> sorry. I I have a Google Home Mini down here that I uh, listen to music when I do housework. And it just um, asked if you wanted to buy an iOS device. Is that what I heard? No, it asked, is an iOS device an Apple device? Um, <laughs> but um, so I do think that this Kai OS will become the actual presentable, usable ecosystem. I think right now we're like it's a toddler. It like barely can walk because its head is so massive compared to the rest of its body kind of thing. I think that's where we're literally at. Um, the example I'm going to use is they literally finally just launched a actual, true, dedicated podcast app for KaiOS. It's called Podcast with a K. Uh, and it says, with podcasts, you can play the latest episodes of your favorite shows, explore podcast recommendations just for you, and manage your listing activity. Uh, it's basically um, developed by KaiOS developers, is what I'm going to say. Um, so, yeah, I do think this ecosystem will finally become maybe part of the normal ecosystems to where when we talk about an app that's Android focused, you might actually have a related app on a platform like this as well. Awesome. Yeah, like you always say, competition breeds more competition. I don't know what you actually say. Well, the winners of competition is always the consumer. Uh, companies hate, despise competition. That's why, you know, you have so many companies just outright buying out other companies. Uh, so they don't have to compete with them kind of thing. Um, competition drives prices down, drives technology up, you know, AKA we get more bang for the buck. And if it's competition for, for Google, I'm all about it. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I don't want to completely ditch Google. I just want there to be mature choices for everybody. You know what I mean? If you want to use iOS, I'm not, I'm not going to say you're mentally retarded. I just will make sure that when I talk to you, I'm going to use small words, you know, um, I believe when I see somebody using KaiOS, they're somebody who are, in the beginning, they're going to be hyper aware of privacy features to where I won't ask them their name right away. I won't ask them where they work. You know, I'll just talk to them. You know what the support is like as far as devices goes? Um, If you go to their website, which I believe is just KaiOS Tech, K-A-I-O-S-T-E-C-H, uh, you can basically go there and you can see all of their um, support devices. I'll just put it like this. There's a lot of um, Nokia, like flip phone format and just like candy bar phone format where the bottom half is literally a number pad. So if the KaiOS ecosystem does not support voice to text, there's no none of them I see with a full keyboard on them, which means you're going to have to do T9 typing of letters and words. And that's one of the big hangups. I think a lot of um, the kids in air quotes today will not put up. with. They want a full fledged keyboard. Yeah, I don't want a Nokia. Well, I'm not against Nokia per se. No, I, I think I think they're a fine company, especially since Microsoft sold them. Yeah, it's uh just that form, the old Nokia form factor of. Yeah, I mean, if I can connect a Bluetooth 
keyboard to it when I get to my destination and type with a real keyboard, I'd be much more accepting of it is the way I'll put it. Uh, but, but for right now, I think they're still, I think their main target is third world, uh, just trying to get their foot in there. And then they're going to try to expand out to like, in air quote, the rest of the world. Yeah. There's a lot of random phones that I've never even, never even heard of. Oh yeah. 90% of them I haven't heard of. That's what I'm going to say. Q-Mobile. Afrocell. How about Cat? C-A-T. You've heard of them. <laughs> they make bulldozers. Right. Well, they do. They have that phone. Isn't there a cat? Like the mm-hmm. indestructible. Yeah. Well, I, I'm never going to say indestructible. Tangent. Have you noticed how it's one of those slow, creeping things to where I don't think we really picked up on it? To where, you know, it was like 12 years ago, you could drop your phone two inches and the screen would crack and the battery would go flying out. To where now, I mean, you can drop your phone once a week from like your hip down to the floor and drop it on concrete, drop it on steel, and and the phone will basically still be just fine. It's like, you know, they became remarkably resilient over slowly over time. And uh, one of my buddies said, who used to repair phones for a living, he said he believes one of the reasons today's phones are so much better is everything is so dense and compact. There's no air gaps. There's nothing inside these phones. Every cubic millimeter has a purpose and is being used. He says he believes that's part of it. The other part of it is just Gorilla Glass has gotten so much better over the time. Right. And you put it into a bat case like I do. I won't, I mean, I'd, I'd, my phone would be destroyed if I didn't have it in a, in a case. Well, and that was the thing that he also said was that, you remember OtterBoxes? Yeah. OtterBox would literally make your phone three times thicker than it was and add like a full, like half inch to the top and bottom. But that made your phone nearly indestructible. Where today, we're almost to the point to where you can go caseless and you don't have to really, as long as you get like a tempered glass screen protector on it, you could be fine for like a year. Unless uh, Sorry. you do something like what uh, my wife likes to do and drop it in the toilet. Well, for that, you got to make sure you have the ingress protection, the IP rating of like 68 or something. Where I, and, and, I, and, I, and I will say my oldest son's, my youngest son's crappy Moto G, he dropped it in the tub at least five times over five months. And it still mostly worked to where it, it, it just finally gave up the ghost like two, two or three weeks ago. But yeah. Yeah. Before, you know, um, your phone could just be in like a steamy, humid room and it would die. Right. Yeah. All, all, uh, electronics. Yeah. And to me, it's kind of weird how you can have a port as big as a USB C port. You can have a port as big as a headphone jack on a phone, yet somehow it's waterproof or water resistant to like, you know, three feet. I don't know how they can pull that off, you know. Magnets, how do they work? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's magic. Yeah, exactly. Um, do you have more apps? Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll stick to the podcast player theme that, that you started there. This one is called Fountain Podcasts, and it's in beta. It's by Fountain Labs LTD under Lifestyle. I don't think I've brought this one. Doesn't ring a bell. Yeah, and... So, like I said, it's in, in beta. It was last updated the 9th of February. 33 megs in size, 1,000 plus installs. Current version 0.3.8. Requires Android 5 and up. It has in-app purchases of 4.99 per item. And I'm pretty sure that, that that is for a subscription model or the app. And I'm not 100% sure what the what you get with the subscription. 
but it seemed a, a bit pricey for mm. for a monthly pres- prescription <laughs> subscription. So I, okay, if you're here, you go. Um, join Fountain Premium if you're loving Fountain and want to help it grow. You can support us with Fountain Premium for two dollar um two ninety nine euro per month and get the following premium features: save clips to playlist, no fees on lightning payments. So that's what you get by becoming a subscriber to the monthly fee. Okay, I'd prefer to just to give them feedback as a as a payment for helping them well, evolve. Well, if I would do like more than one lightning payment a month, it might be worth it kind of thing, but um like here's the thing. Um I would rather not use someone else's platform to support them. You know, if I'm listening to a podcast and I want to support them, I go to that podcast website or I go to that podcast, whatever community, and I find how I can give them money directly. I don't like using a specific somebody else's tool for, for such a means to an end. Well, that's the beauty, though, of of the lightning payments. I mean, they, they take they'll take one percent. That's what that's what Fountain's take is on it. And so it you are giving the money is or the 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 bitcoin is going directly into the the uh, podcasters the creators wallet and then fountain is taking 1% of that off the top and that's what the reason that I that I found this and and downloaded to use it was to check out the the lightning network and and how it works and and for you know the the part podcast that I started to learn everything that I could about podcasting 2.0 and all those namespaces and and the value block which is the lightning payments and so it's they the player only goes up to 2.5 times speed I think but I reached out to them and they said that they would that they would bump that up so it's it's a little bit awkward to use going from podcast addicts or probably any other podcast player it's a it's a bit I don't know, just the whole the whole interface and the way it's set up with podcasts and episodes and things like things like that are a bit wonky but it is in beta still and it is a it, it's a pretty clean pretty clean just a little bit awkward gotcha well um there i use the example uh, windows 8 sorry i went there um windows 8 live tile metro whatever you want to call it theme was put forward because microsoft found out in air quotes a majority of the world did not use desktop computers or they found them too cumbersome or they found them aggravating they found them too hard to use so microsoft said fine we're going to do everything completely different um i believe at least some of these podcast players i've seen i think they're just trying to break the mold you know see what sticks see what works um and dare I say, if a new person downloads this app and uses it, they're not going to think there's anything wrong with it. They're going to think this is the way it should be. And then when they go look at a different app, they'll be like, well, that app's wonky. Why do they do it like that? I, you know, I like how Fountain did it. It's, maybe, maybe. I, I I don't like the setup that much. Other than that, it's it's it has froze a couple times when I've tried to do mm-hmm. things and, and then it won't. It won't shut down, you know. Like you can, you can force close the app, and then the the little notification at the top of the phone will still be still be there, and you can't get rid of that. So there's definitely work to be done. But I think that this might, I think this app might take hold 
once people start to use use Bitcoin as as a payment to to creators. What are your thoughts gotcha. on that, Dor? Like as far as accepting Bitcoin. Um, I I think it, to me it, it it's it's still in the sense where it makes no sense because you got to jump through hoops when everyone already has dollars. You can just give dollars. Um, and if you want to give across country lines, that's when cryptocurrencies are at their absolute peak usage. So if I want to be make sure I can accept um support from Germany, from Zimbabwe, from New Zealand with people doing as little effort as possible, that's when I think cryptocurrencies make perfect sense. And that's definitely a, a use case, but then it all is the fees as well. Like Red said in the chat that YouTube takes 35%, I guess, so that's of the, the super chats. That's crazy. I would know. Crazy. That's why I, that, that's why I would never use it for that purpose. Um, the only, I'll say it again, the only reason I use YouTube right now is because it's the most simplest, easiest way for me to get a backup of my recording. And I get like the side benefit why I can also broadcast live. Oh, okay, cool. You know, that's about it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, what I'll say is the more you don't trust your government, the more cryptocurrencies make sense. The more you want to do cross international things, the more cryptocurrencies make sense. Um, I'm in a phase right now where I, I don't, I want to make sure the people that donate towards me go out of their way and work towards it. I don't want someone to just, you know, accidentally in air quotes, send me some money. Um, but I will say about this fountain interface, the one thing that to me would drive me absolutely nuts is how tiny some of those buttons are. For fast forward, 30 seconds, rewind kind of thing, they are way too small. Um, I need my podcast player to take like a majority of the screen up with like my controls to where when I want to go forward or backward, it's hard to miss those buttons. You know what I mean? Maybe it's the old person in me coming out, but I don't know. They may have may have some settings. But yeah, because that's not the default in Podcast Attic. That's what they call a uh, car mode. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's the. Yeah, see, those things are so tiny, man. Mm. Yeah, try me nuts. But it is again. It isn't beta, so. Right. Well, and you know, and I'll say it again. If you want to help shape an application, join the application when they're in beta and provide feedback. Um, you don't provide feedback, they're not going to know what you want. Yes, and like they said, they. They have, they have responded to me and said that they will up the the playback speed possibilities, and I think that they are. Oh, because the, the, another thing that is keeping me from trying to use this as a, a full time podcast player is that they don't have the option to import your YAML file, mm-hmm. and there's no way I'm putting all my podcasts in <laughs> piece by piece. So, so no OPML either, or OPML, yeah, no. Well, there's both. Yeah, yeah, no, they don't have they don't have an import. They do. That's another thing they said that they were working on because they it is available. They have an iOS app apparently too, and so those features. Well, people on i iOS don't even know what OPML is, right? <laughs> so there, yeah, might be might be a good one to keep an eye on going forward. Gotcha. Um. I'm going to bring this app, even though I think reading the first like line or two of the app, I might have been a little bit confused <laughs> by what it can do. Or maybe I'm not. Maybe it's a little bit of both is what I want to say. And why is it doing this piece of crap? There you go. I love YouTube. Um, this app is called Do For Me. D-O-F-O-R-M-E. Do For Me. By Joa M. 
tools, E for everyone, no in-app purchases, uh, no ads, completely free to download and install, uh, not enough reviews to give numbers, uh, updated February 15, 2022, 21 megs in size, 500 plus installs, current version 1.0.1, requires 5.0 on Android, content rating again, E for everyone, permission details, it's definitely going to need some permission details, contact, location, microphone, Wi-Fi, other, including Bluetooth and blah, 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 blah. Okay, I'm going to read the first bit of this description. Uh, long tap on the map and start placing markers at points of your interest. Once you enter or leave any of these markers, the phone will automatically do what you specify. Examples of what you can specify are phone volumes, SMS messages. Okay, um, sending one or multiple contacts currently. Okay, so this is exactly what I thought it was. I, I worried when I read that first couple of words. Okay, this think of this as a if this, then that, or a tasker but much, much more simplified and extremely focused on what they call geofencing. Uh, so hypothetically, you tap on the map where your place of work is, and then you make a circle around that area, and then you can say, whenever you leave that area, send the message to my better half. Okay, I'm on my way home. Do you need me to pick anything up? Or I leave the house in the morning, send the text message to your better half. Okay, I'm heading out. I'll talk to you soon. Love you, kind of thing. So this is the kind of app that can you can literally just give automated actions to your geo movements. You know what I mean? When I go into work, turn my notification volume down kind of thing. When I'm home, turn the ringer off. You know, if they need me, I'll call them back kind of thing. Um, so yeah, this is a very, just a very simple way. I do also think this app was open source, but I can't remember. Uh, completely free, no in-app purchases, no ads, uh, geo location type automated actions. I thought it was cool. Have you tried it? Uh, I did install it and basically just play with it for a second, but I have no real use case for geo activity kind of thing. Yeah, that's, I think that the only thing I would put for geo activity would probably be like, if if I leave the house, then call my parents because I'm in the back of a hearse and I'm dead. Oh, no, see, I was going to say almost the opposite. <laughs> now, I was going to say, if I leave the house, send a text message to my wife, worry about me, call me. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Because I really just want to work from home full time. That's cool though. I like it. That's if it if it works like it says it does. Well, and here's what. Then now, really, the dirty secret is where the, the real thing I'm tempted to use this for. I'm literally tempted to put it on both my kids' phones. And when I do have to go to work and I'm not here, I would love it if it would send me a text message when they leave the house and they're walking to, towards our bus stop. I and look, I'm the guy. Who I don't look at my kids' browser history. I don't take a look at their YouTube history. My kids have their privacy and I let them enjoy it. Okay. Unless they give me a reason, I'm not looking at any of their stuff, but I do location sharing with them. And I, and it's both ways, baby. They can see where I'm at any time of my, any time of the day. I can see where they're at any time of day. To me, that's just like a safety thing. And the real, like, real reason I have it both ways is so we're, when we're on vacation and they want to go do something, I let them go do something. I treat my kids like adults. The second my children came out of mama, I never gaga goo goo. I speak to them like adults. I treat them like adults. That's the way I think you get them to act like adults. So I, you know, if they want to go do something when we're on vacation, I'm like, do you have your friend with you? Cool. Okay, go ahead. Make sure you're back. Bye. Blah 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 blah. So then I just, you know, they're gone for a while. Let's see what the other. Oh, okay. You know, move on. Do you just use the Google Maps share location, or do you have an app? I hate to say it, nothing is as stable, nothing is as solid, nothing is as accurate, and nothing seems to work for longer than a given time period, like a short time period, versus just going into Google Maps, 
hit the icon, location sharing, share my location. Nothing seems to be as good. Without access to the, the NSA, without, <laughs> NSA database. <laughs> well, that or without constantly renewing the privileges. Where in Google, like once every month or so, my kids get an email, I get an email, you know you're sharing your location, right? Um, and that's the only kind of thing they get with every other application. It's like every three hours or 12 hours or three days, you have to go in and say, reshare my location, reshare my location. And that's just too much like work. I'm a government employee after all. <laughs> well, this, this, this do for me app, you could set that on their phone. And if they get a little too close to a peeler joint, <laughs> then <laughs> right now, I don't know if you've seen this, Josh, um, but on my phone, which I believe is running Android 11, maybe Android 10, um, what I've noticed is, like, hypothetically, my kids last year uh, had to do school from home full-time, which meant they didn't leave the house merely very often. Um, I now had a thing where if I don't use an application, it loses its privilege automatically to where, oh, uh, yeah, I'm on Android 11. So, like, if I don't load up an application for 30 days, I want to say, it loses its either mic privileges, camera privileges, geolocation privileges, or whatever, to where I have to manually go and add it back if I want to have that access. Um, I wish it did the opposite as well. Like, it would notify me, these are the apps that still have access. So I could say, why does that app have access? I haven't loaded that thing in three months. So I could know, oh, it's doing stuff in the background maybe I don't like. Well, didn't you bring an app a while ago that did that? I thought you brought one that, that went through your permissions and then kind of gave you a list of what. It did. I just wished it was baked in. You know what I mean? And and the real truth of it is that we've seen throughout the years, everyone listening to this show has listened for any length of time, or anybody who's been a host on this show has seen for a long time, when an app does something that is truly beneficial to the end user, that app soon becomes irrelevant because it gets baked into the operating system. So that's what I hope happens. Is that the OnePlus? Yeah, this is the OnePlus N100 non-5G version. Um, It's becoming so sluggish sometimes sometimes not all the time sometimes i click something and i and i can literally go one mississippi two mississippi three mississippi four mississippi five mississippi six mississippi and then it finally starts to do what i did uh it it isn't a lot but it's enough to become super aggravating what's even more aggravating is if you click and you're not sure if you clicked or not <sighs> then you gotta wait because sometimes if you click again it will register that as your next click and then you'll be screwed up again so What's the Fun. what's the storage capacity? Uh, the storage capacity is sixty four gigs. Um, so like I'm, uh, yeah, usable storage forty five gigs is what I'm saying. Um, and you know the issue isn't RAM, the issue isn't storage, the the processor isn't the best thing ever, but I don't think that's the issue either. I think it's just an unoptimized phone is the way I'm gonna put it. So can they? Do you think they can fix it with a with an update? I think if they wanted to, they could fix it, but I don't know if people are complaining loud enough. Um, yeah, four gigs of RAM, 64 gigs of internal storage, Snapdragon 460, where we're clearly into the 800 series. So this is like four complete generations old, which means they would have to put in op optimizations for it, which is why this thing is so battery sensitive. Um, I had to unblock um, Podcast Addict to let it run even when the screen's off kind of thing, or else every time I turn the screen off three seconds later, podcast attic will be, of course, closed. So I still, once every 30 days, get a notification saying this app is using a lot of power. Do you want to ignore it or kill it? So they're doing their due diligence to, to try to make sure the battery lasts, and the battery's fine. You know what I mean? Um, I don't have to charge it even when I'm at work all day, even though I'm listening to podcasts all day. Um, it's just once in a while too sluggish. Um, maybe I need medication, but it's just too sluggish. It's... 
fairly new, isn't it? Uh, I want to say I got this phone less than eight months ago. Yes. And it was pretty new. Hmm. Yeah. Because you were happy and with then it. I have, oh, yeah. For the first, like, well, here's the thing. For the first three months, I was happy. But what I couldn't understand was how sometimes with Podcast Addict, if the screen was off, the audio was unlistenable, even if it was only 1.5 speed. And then what I'm finding out now is if I right now reboot my phone, for the next day and a half to two days, I have to have the screen on when Podcast Addict is playing an audio file, or it will become skittish. Like, after boot, there's some kind of defragmentation or optimization in the background that's taking up so much processor that it won't allow Podcast Addict, even though it's been green lit for everything, it still um, wants too much um, processor power, RAM, whatever. I, I can't tell. Um, and then a buddy of mine bought the Nord N10 5G version of it, and like, it's gold. It runs perfect. And that was only like 60 bucks more. So I should have bit the bullet, paid the extra money, because this was like 179 That was like 239 And you have a you had a OnePlus One, didn't you, before? Huh? I had a OnePlus One, the original, then I had a OnePlus Five, I want to say it was. Um, I had, and, and like the OnePlus One rocks out. The OnePlus Five was also good. The OnePlus 6 turns out to be the one I should have gotten because that one's rock solid still. I got a coworker with it, and he swears that it's the best phone he's ever had in his life. It hasn't slowed down a bit from day one. Hmm. Yeah, because now they're up to, I believe, 9. Yeah, I believe it's 9. So they're not like Windows. They don't they don't fear the 9? Uh, most people don't, but Windows, uh, dare, I, dare I say, when I heard the programmatic reason why, I understood why they did it. Um. Because if you would say in most Windows basic type coding language, Windows 9 is equal. Okay, if you are checking for Windows 98 back in the day, um, you would only check for does it equal Windows 9? Because it, why use anything extra? Because, you know, 95 is dead. We're not using it anymore. So it would be the same outcome if you would check for that version of it. So they said, well, we're, we're, we're just going to skip it altogether. And then some ham, low like priority guy up in Seattle said, we're never going to have to update windows again. Windows 10 is the last version and no executive ever said it. Nobody of importance ever said it, but for some reason everyone picked up on that one line and now they're all freaking out that windows again is pushing people through what seems to be completely needless upgrades. Right. Surprised. Yeah. No, we're not surprised. Yeah. I mean, mean, we could talk about that all day, build a castle on sand. What do you expect is going to happen? Somebody come along and pee on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's something like that. Yeah. I mean, I, you've got Linux now with doing rolling updates. It's so easy, man. Like, yeah. You want to update? Sure. Bump done. Cool. Thanks. That was easy. So do you have any more apps in your... Uh, no, I think I'll, I'll save the, the rest of the arrows in my quiver for another time. Okay, well, I'm going to bring a game. This is my first game I'm bringing today, and the reason I'm bringing it is because this is explicitly a game that takes place in Canada. You're welcome. <laughs> um, the problem, the thing is, I don't know how to pronounce this game. I believe it's called Inua, which I believe it's hearkening back to the indigenous um, Eskimo-type people. I don't, I, and me being an ignorant Caucasian 13 generation of this country guy, I think, I don't know. Um, Inua, a story of ice and time by arty experience adventure t for team no in-app purchases no in-app ads it is five dollars and fifty cents which i think is a bit extreme to pay for any game that's not already established on another platform so i would suggest people to look at this video if you find it interesting click add to wish list when the price drops you'll get notification um 
there are reviews, but apparently not enough reviews again for it to say anything about it. Um, it is eligible for the family library updated February 14th, 2022, 716 megs in size, 50 installs. Current version 1.0.2 requires 8.0 Android and up. Uh, content rating teen, blood, language, and violence. You had me at violence. Um, permissions, basically all it needs is network access, nothing more. So basically no access is what I'm going to say. Um, if you look at this game, this is almost harkens back to the day of like the point and click adventure is what I want to say. Except to me, it looks like your first game, the Jello, the gum, gum slinger. It's like, yeah, it's like unnecessarily good looking is what I want to say. Where that game to me was un- much better looking than I expected when I read the description. This game to me is also nearly unnecessarily good looking. Um, maybe that's why they feel like, you know, five ninety nine is a good thing. This is like a point and click adventure, almost like the LucasArts kind of games where you have to go through discovery and find out the entire backstory behind why all these things happened. And I didn't realize this, but at the very end of the video, it shows this is available on Steam yeah. and other platforms. So I guess that's why it costs so much, because hopefully they're going to get some of that traction from those other platforms. Yeah, it says Steam, uh, iOS, the App Store, and it uh, looks like the Switch. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So I just thought this was good looking. I watched the video. It kind of is one of those things. If you like being like captured inside of another ecosystem and, you know, live vicariously through other characters kind of thing, to be honest, this looked like it was actually a pretty cool adventure. Yeah, I like the this type of art too in a game. Kind of the flat, colorful. Yeah, it's, it's quite nice. It's quite artistic. But it's also seven forty nine here, so Yeah. So I think you put it on your wish list. Hopefully it will come down to like a buck or buck 50 kind of thing. Because with our Google Play bucks, you know, we should have plenty of that sitting around. Right now, I want to say I have $18 in uh, Google Opinion Rewards money. And I did rent something. Oh, the wife wanted to watch Toy Soldiers. Do you remember that movie? Oh, that's, yeah. Was that uh, Patrick Swayze or something? No. I think the movie you're thinking about was... Brendan Fraser in the school where they found out he was Jewish. Maybe? That doesn't sound That was called, that was um, uh, Toy something, whatever. This was Toy Soldiers back from, I want to say, 1991 with Will Wheaton in it and um, Rudy from um, um, The Hobbit. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, um, but but but, 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 but the thing was, it was that guy, Rudy, trying to be the bad boy, which history shown he's not the bad boy he's like the super sweet innocent guy but in this movie he was the bad boy and will wheaton was supposed to be the son of a gangster so we're like they were both trying to break out of their molds and the wife couldn't find it to watch anywhere but it surfaced on the google um uh, chromecast android tv and when she clicked it it said you can rent it for like three bucks i said i got plenty of money go ahead and rent it so he sat there and watched it and i was like what in the hell am i watching this makes no sense you know rudy from um <laughs> you know Rudy from the football player and from um you know the walking movie um with the hobbit should not be a bad guy or you know the tough guy he's not a tough guy he's a huge softy um but yeah it was uh interesting movies I'm going to put it interesting movie the the death scenes wow much more graphic than i expected from 91 is what i'm going to say ooh man the uh, answer yeah. to the trivia question is Sean Aston Sean Aston. I knew it was an S.A., but that sounded almost like Mexican, so I didn't want to say it. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, Sean Aston. I mean, he's not the bad boy. He is not the bad boy. And Will Wheaton, the best thing ever anyone said to Will Wheaton was shut up, Wesley. But didn't uh, didn't Sean Aston in The Hobbit, didn't he steal some bread? So, I mean... Well, come on. He needed his second and third breakfast, for God's sake. Yeah, just show, this proves he's a bad boy. Well, and I, and I think my son's part Hobbit, too, because he has, like, a bowl of cereal where the cereal is nearly, like, exploding out of the top, falling everywhere. And then, like, five minutes later, he'll have two waffles. And then, like... Five minutes later, he'll say, do you think I can have another bowl of cereal? No, I don't think you should. <laughs> I, I, I know he's pushing 6'4", but no, I don't think you should. Is he really? Oh, he yeah, he looks at me and calls me tiny. <laughs> okay, dude, just let me know when you're ready. We can go out front. That's right. Yeah, so that's the last app I'm going to bring. Well, that, I think that, I don't know if I logged all these properly, but that sounds like 10 to me. Uh, that's what I was hoping, yeah. So, not necessarily in order of appearance. There is Luma Fusion, which was the app of the year and Video Maker Best Products 2021 for iOS, soon to be coming to Android. There's Gumslinger by Ida Take under Action. Steppen by Steppen under Health and Fitness. Kruma Keyboard, RGB and Emoji Keyboard Themes by Loopsy SRL under Personalization. There's Last Day on Earth Survival by Kiefer under action there's day R survival lone survivor by tlt games under role playing fountain podcasts under a beta by fountain labs limited that's under lifestyles there's do for me by wow uh yayo mm-hmm. m under tools i'm gonna say and then inua a story in ice and time by Arty Experience under Adventure. Then Hiker by Nick Whiteleg under Maps and Navigation. And as a bonus, there is Podcast for Kai OS, a native podcast player for Kai OS. Go Kai, Cobra Kai OS. That would be the yeah. way to go right there. Uh, that, that would sell more phones, I'm pretty sure. It really yeah. would. Yeah, strike first, strike hard. Never die. Never. Cobra, never die. Cobra Kai never dies. Yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't watched season three or four yet. And my logic is it ain't going anywhere. I'll just wait and watch it later. Yeah, I've um, watched them all. It's it's a, a guilty pleasure. Yeah, I mean, at the end of season two, I said, mm, they're getting a little bit hokey. Yeah. Let me take a pause. <laughs> let, me, let me take a pause. I'll come back. I'll come back to it. And I will get back to it just because the truth be told, um, that series had just enough nostalgia to let the older people recognize things and point things out. But if you never saw those movies before, my kid enjoyed it just as much cool. and thought it was really good. And I can, and I, you're not going to hear me say this too often. Those kids can act. There are some pretty damn good actors for being kids. Obviously. Or they have fantastic direction. I don't know, but they're, but they did a believable job, especially Hulk. I felt some Hulk there. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, I was surprised after the, the first, first episode or two episodes is kind of like oh boy is this you know just completely going on the nostalgia train and having no substance but then yeah then it, they definitely picked it up and so yeah. that's enough for cobra kai talk for today cobra kai for now. cobra kai corner yeah yeah oh man good 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 stuff um I'm going to take a quick pause and just say thank you for Swift and Red for coming out. This might be the least participated episode of Android App Addicts in the live chat by number of people that I think we've had in like 
a year. This is like a low amount of people. Um, I, I'll say it again. Uh, we try to do this at least every other week. If we get lucky, we do it every week. Uh, we do it Thursday evenings. Uh, here on the east coast of the U.S., it's 9 p.m. Over in the perfect area of Canada, it's 6 p.m. Yeah. Yeah, 6 p.m. And in Ivor's time, I believe it's noon or 11 a.m., something like that. I'm, I'm guessing because it's all Greek to me. Um, we didn't have any emails this week. Again, AAA at podnuts.com. Uh, again, you can send us a voicemail, 7076podnut. Or again, if you would like to support us, that's super easy. Patreon.com slash Android app addicts. Uh, do you have any uh, parting words like Josh? Where can people hit, check out the, this podcast that you mentioned? Well, first, I want to say that I'm taking it as a personal insult that no one is in the, the chat room. I, I, I find it pretty offensive that that more people come out to listen to Ivor talk than me. I mean, that's, there's not really much of a, a lower insult than that. But I did start a podcast about starting a podcast, so it's either completely idiotic or extremely meta depending on how you want to look at it and it's called why not both yeah it's, yeah idiotically simplistic um but that's podcasting for value on any of your podcast apps uh the problem well one of the one of the beauties of doing this is that i'm trying a lot of new things so i seem to be breaking things quite a bit so if someone does Try to listen, and it's still not, or the podcast isn't working for some reason. Give it a try in a little bit, and it probably will be. So, door already committed to coming on and, and chatting with me. So, I appreciate that, and I appreciate you letting me plug it on here. Um, don't have high expectations, but give it a listen. Hello, my name is Ingo Montoya. You kill my father, prepare to die. Oops. AKA manage expectations. To stop saying that. That's the, <laughs> that that is the best thing you can do in your life. That is a life lesson from Door Door Geek. Manage expectations. So, in other words, under promise, over deliver. Everyone's happy. Oh, I under promise and under deliver. So, sort of, I'm going on the double negative thing. So that's a positive, right? It's a positive, exactly. Good man. Um, okay, I want to thank everyone for coming out live. Thank everyone for downloading. Thank everyone for supporting. Again, it's really easy to give us feedback. Do not hesitate to do such. Uh, I will say at least one app this week I didn't bring up was brought by Orion in the chat, and I can't remember which app it was. So I want to apologize for Orion for not bringing his app this week. I will try to make sure it's in the queue for again. Um, Again, thanks for everyone. Uh, I love all you guys. Thanks for your support, and I'll talk to you again real soon. Hi, this is Matt from the MRP Tech Podcast. I would like to invite you all to take a listen to my show, the MRP Tech Podcast, on the Podnuts Network. The theme for my show is Everyday Tech for Everyday People. We talk about Windows, Mac, Linux, iOS, Android, Chrome OS, and anything else technology-related. You can find us on iTunes, and you can find us by searching in any podcatcher. We hope you take a listen and let us know what you think. Music provided by Steve Cherubino at stevecherubino.com.